Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Welcome to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Big show on tap tonight on a Friday Eve. Comedian Steve Byrne will join us next half hour. Very funny dude. You've seen him in a ton of movies and TV. Uh, He's at the punchline this weekend. But I want to circle back on last night's show. If you missed last night's show, we had Nefertiti Joquez on from Channel 2 Action News talking about this Facebook scam that apparently caught a lot of people off guard and cost them a lot of money. So if you missed last night, months ago on Facebook, this thing popped up, the main lobster feast that was scheduled to happen tomorrow night in downtown Atlanta, tomorrow afternoon. And as soon as that thing popped up as an event, Everyone knows I love seafood, so I'd like eight or ten people email me. Hey, check out this event. It's going to be great. Tickets, uh, general mission, if you bought them early, were 15 bucks just to get you in the festival. $100 VIP comes with a lobster buffet and all you can drink and all this. And I was legitimately pumped about this because growing up in New England, we used to go to lobster feasts all the time, um, You know, usually benefiting charity like, hey, the uh, firehouse is having a lobster fest come out, blah, blah, blah. So I was excited. Luckily, I'm also very lazy and I'm a procrastinator and I didn't buy tickets. You know, I'd planned on buying tickets tonight for tomorrow's thing, but it turns out the whole thing was a scam. So this lady had bought tickets um, and hadn't heard back from the festival. So she got in touch with, uh, with Neff at channel two. Neff looked into it and it turns out this whole thing was a scam. And this guy, I'm a guy, I don't know who it is. This unknown person was creating these fake festivals on Facebook in all these different cities, you know, like, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Bismarck, North Dakota, or whatever, and it's all a scam. There's no festivals. He's just taking people's money. So hopefully you didn't buy tickets to the main lobster feast, which is supposed to be held tomorrow. Uh, but if you did, I apologize, and hopefully you can. If you followed Clark Howard's advice and didn't use your fake Visa or MasterCard, the bank card. The piece of trash fake Visa or MasterCard. That's what he says. Yeah. Exactly right. Hopefully use the credit card. You can get reimbursed. From the from the giant monster mega bank. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Big fan of the Clark Howard show in studio, obviously. Um, hopefully you can get your money back. If not, sorry. I, I apologize. But last night I was trying to sort through the weeds of the story and, and come up with actual festivals in Metro Atlanta that you could actually enjoy. And I, I named a couple that I've been to, but I really don't know them all. So I wanted to get my, uh, my foodie in here, my guru, my... My dude, my uh, my mishpucha, mishpucha. Uh, David Danzig from uh, Bites Insights, longtime friend of the show, contributor to the program. You can hear him uh, Sundays on uh, Atlanta Living with Belinda Skelton. Saturdays. Saturdays, what yeah. I said. That's you what said, I said. Right, right. Because, I, well, I didn't think you worked on the uh, Sabbath. That's why I thought it was Sundays. But no, Yeah, it's no, I'm, I'm, I'm not Shomer Shabbos <laughs> anymore. It's Saturdays on Atlanta. <laughs> How you doing, Dave? I'm great. Dave, I'm great. David Danzig taking care of me as always. Um, so you hadn't even heard about, you're not a Facebook dude, though. You're not on Facebook a lot. I am totally on Facebook you, a And lot. no one invited you to the uh, main lobster <clears throat> feast? No, there was no, uh, yeah, there was, I, it, it never cropped up on my radar. But, um, yeah, that's that's a shame. And, um, you know, there was a lobster fest here in 2014. Belinda and I actually, 
did a live broadcast from it. It was in Candler one. Park. Okay. And it was legit. I mean, there were there was um, you know, legit restaurants and it didn't come off well. It's a t- you know, lobster's a tough first of all, it's very expensive. Yeah. And second of all, it's a very difficult thing to kind of produce in mass and produce it in mass quickly. And keep it quality. And keep it quality. And I think there was there was issues with people in line for hours and things like that. So there hasn't been one of those. It sounds great. Yeah. It would be great to bring it back, but it probably would be too high of a of a ticket. And well, and it's not very festival friendly. So you right. know, you know, what are you gonna do? Walk around and crack and claws yeah, like exactly. in the middle of a of a the only way that could field. happen is if, you know, you have uh, lobster rolls yes. or, you know, you'd have to put them in something to do because you can't literally walk around cracking. That should have been people's first yeah. notion that this thing <laughs> exactly. was Exactly, their first red flag. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, and that's a shame, and this is a shame that some people got scammed um, on this, but, you know, we are blessed, and it's festival season is coming very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much starting up in March, and, you know, there's a great one right out of the gate, um, in Park Tavern that's coming up that is a, um, a oyster and crawfish festival, and that's going to be on, on March 3rd. So, you know, there's there's plenty of legit ones. I definitely would say if something piques your interest, take an extra step or two. Go to the actual website. And see um, if it's legit. See if it's legit. See if, if it was, was it in, you know, did it exist last year? And if it didn't exist, if it's a new one, just do a little more homework, and um, you know people are welcome to contact me through my website, which is bitesandsites.net. You can follow me on you know on you know reach out through social media. My handle is at bitesandsites. B i t e s the letter n s i t e s, and I'll help you you know vet it if it's legit. But we've got plenty of great festivals. Um, David Danzig from Bites and Sites, the Park Tavern Oyster and Crawfish Festival. I've never heard of that one. I've been to it, and it's it's great. In fact, last year they had – I'm not sure who's the entertainment this year, but last year they had this band Cowboy Mouth, which is a famous a big, band, yeah. big band out of New Orleans. So uh, they do this one upright, and that's that's a great one. So help me out. You, you went to school in New Orleans. Yeah, um, I went to Tulane. I, I like crawfish. I don't love crawfish. What? Why haven't I embraced them like I have other seafood entities? What What's the secret behind the crawfish? <laughs> Um, so, you know, first and foremost, just, just full transparency, the nickname of them is mud bugs. I yes. mean, they are not, um, they're, they're, you know, they're small lobsters, yeah. but they live and eat and, uh, procreate in mud and they're, yeah. you know, the season, uh, for crawfish, like a, they have good crawfish season and bad crawfish season. Um, I got to check with my brother who lives down there and see what, what it's shaping up to be. But it all depends on how much rain and mud gets yeah. brought up. But so, it seems so, to me it's how they're cooked that makes or breaks them because the, the meat is okay. It's not it's not lobster. It's a lot it's of work. To, to, it's a lot of work to get a tiny piece of meat yeah. out of them. But, and I'm not um, a fan of sucking the heads either. Everyone's like, you got to suck the heads. I'm, I'm okay with not sucking yeah, the heads. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a sort of, that's a very acquired taste um, to do that. Um, but, you know, basically you, 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 fish out a bunch of these things and you throw them live yeah. into a giant cauldron with spices and if it's done right it it's it's really it's really tasty and there's corn and potatoes and things that um that are going there but now if you want to make me gumbo and there's there's crawfish meat in there i would, I would you're good with that, that. yeah you're the work is it's, it's kind of like pistachios you probably like <laughs> the already cooked the already cracked pistachio yes. but like you don't like to pop that Absolutely shell open right. and 
So it's the Oyster and Crawfish Festival at and, Park Tavern. And just to confirm, Cowboy Mouth is playing there. It's March 3rd. Mark Amstel listeners aren't going for the Cowboy Mouth. They're going for the food, David. Come on. You uh, know that. Well, Cowboy Mouth, is, it's a heck of a good it time. Is a, it is a good time. I'll yeah. be there. I'll, I'll definitely go to that because I love oysters. And you can teach me how to do crawfish. Now, speaking of oysters, the the Oyster Fest should be coming up, right? The Steamhouse Lounge Oyster Fest is that's coming up as in, well in February, I believe. That's always that that thing's been around for decades since it was in the um, in Buckhead in Buckhead. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's another great one. And now that's in Midtown. Um, uh, so many, yeah, so many great festivals. Yeah, so those are two legitimate ones right there. The Oyster and Crawfish Festival at Park Tavern. Absolutely. And the actual Oyster Fest. The Oyster Fest is February 24th and 25th, and this is the 31st year. Yeah, so, so you're not going to get duped. <laughs> we don't have to get Neff, for, uh, uh, Neff in to, yeah. to, to, to you we know. We know this one's legit. This now, is you've, legit. You've taken me to some other fancier festivals in the past, like uh, a food and wine festival or the Atlanta Food Festival. Are those still... Are are those things still up and running, or have we, you know, have they come and gone? Is no, what I in say. fact, in fact, really, the two, you know, big, um, you know, t- for me, the most marquee ones is the Atlanta Food and Wine Festival, mm-hmm. and that's going to be May thirty first through June third. Oh, perfect! Throughout Midtown, that is sort of on the really, um, it's already magnificent, but it's still, I would say, on the ascent. It's ascending. It's still growing in its scope and its, um, you know, just its influence. That is really the one that if you're a serious foodie, it's a, it's a, it's a more expensive ticket, but it's a multi-day, it's not a walk around and, um, you know, Sample go to different, yeah. they do have that. They do have tasting tents, but it's really for people who want to go attend big green egg, you know, cooking demonstrations, Wine sampling, see James yeah. Beard chefs give symposiums on how to make the right kind of roux for your gumbo. They get people from all over the Southeast, New Orleans. I went last year. I think the last two years, I think I went with that, that, that festival. Was, yeah. So that's Atlanta food and wine. That is May in 31st. May. Okay. Excellent. Then you also have the taste of Atlanta. Yes. That's another popular. And one. that's sort of the other big honking um, festival. That's more in the fall. That's October 20. Uh, I don't actually know if they got the last year was in October 2022nd and they've moved that into um, a brand new space in the um, historic fourth ward park. No kidding. And, okay. And I, I it used to be in Midtown, right? Techwood it used to be area. in Midtown in the Techwood area. Uh, and so now it's in this new park that's right across from Pont City Market. So do you know where the masquerade is on North yeah, Avenue? Yeah. There's this, uh, it had previously been this unused space. They've built it out. It's a beautiful park. There's a pond and everything. And that's where the Taste of Atlanta um, is going to be again, I believe. And I thought it was a uh, great upgrade. You want the best development on on the the festival scene for me is, especially like the food and wine and uh, Taste of Atlanta. Yeah. uh, the, The appearance of Uber now. Because it used to be such a drag to go to these places, yeah. find parking. Right. No, you can't drink too much because you got to drive home. Now with Uber, it's so you don't pay for parking. No. You can you can drink as much wine as you want. Yeah. Eat your face off, and you Uber home. So that's a, been a game changer that's for me a huge as, as far as festivals are concerned. Yes. Absolutely. David Danzig from Bites and Sights in Studio Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show, uh, trying to uh, saw you know solve some problems that folks might have had with that. Uh, scammed lobster feast that was supposed to happen. You tomorrow. can say I'm the Clark Howard of yeah. Of, no, I, of, I don't of know festivals. Clark. Yeah, don't don't tell Clark. I uh, let me ask you this yeah. question: um, 
if you were starting from scratch, is there a festival in Atlanta that you would like to see? I mean, we've got the Oyster Fest. we got the Crawfish Festival. we got the Chili Cook-Off in Stone Mountain. Is there a, f- a food segment that's underserved that we could? Because we have the power here at the station to create yeah. our own festival. What, I, what do you want to do? I, you know, what would be super cool for me, and I'm a little more adventurous, is I would love a Buford Highway Festival. Ooh. And just, you know, find a place somewhere on that stretch and bring in all the incredible ethnic, yeah. you know, melting pot that's up and down that corridor into one place. And that, to me, would be a, a, a great opportunity if there's any promoters out there that that want to do that. Because I think a lot of people are a little intimidated by Buford sure. Highway. It can be. I don't know if I want to walk into that place and, uh, you know, there's a health score. Yeah, But if you put it out, out in the open and it was out in the light of day, and you could walk around and try some of the Korean, you know, offerings that are out there and the Mexican and the Peruvian. And, you know, there's so many. It's a it's that's a great idea. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll work on You'll that. You'll work on that. What can we call that at the station? What do they call that? NT, uh, NTR. NTR. Non-traditional revenue. Let's work on that. Let's work on All that. Right. Exactly. The Buford Highway Festival. Do, hey, can yeah, you, go ahead. you have one more? Oh no! I was just going to say we might need a we might need a special translator for all that, but we'll get we'll it get done. multiple translators. Yeah, uh, can you hang out one more segment? Sure, absolutely. Right. David Danzig from Bites Insights breaking down the festival scene. Do not, I repeat, do not go to the Maine Lobster Feast tomorrow <laughs> yeah, in right. downtown Atlanta. It is not happening. It's a scam. The Mark Aram Show never a scam. Hang tight. We'll be right back. This is News ninety five five and AM seven fifty WSB. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. David Danzig from Bites and Sights in studio. You can hear him tomorrow on Atlanta Living with uh, our dear friend Belinda Skelton. Um, we are discussing the festival season, the real festival season. You That's know, right. The uh, main lobster feast that was scheduled for tomorrow turned out to be bogus. It's a scam. But there are some cool festivals here in Atlanta. We mentioned the big ones. There's a couple of smaller ones that folks might not know about, David. What are yeah, they? Yeah, so one of my favorites is um, this is this is a legit one. It's <laughs> It's going to sound like it would be a Channel 2, uh, you know, investigative expose. Uh, expose. There is a festival called the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And, you know, every summer, chefs will tell you they are awash in tomato. Like, they can't cook them enough. Yeah. So, and, they're, and they pickle them and they, um, you know, they put them in jars and they do whatever they can. But they get these gorgeous tomatoes. So Ford Fry, who has, you know, runs some of the best restaurants Amazing. in the city from St. Cecilia to number 246 to... Was it the Super Optimist e- the other night? The Optimist, so Superica, so El Felix. So Ford has a um, killer tomato festival, and it benefits Georgia Organics. I don't see up on right now what, what the date is going to be, but it's usually sometime in mid-July. Okay. And so stay tuned for that. It was at Park Tavern last year, Attack of the Killer Tomato Festival. That's one of my favorite ones. Ford Fry could open up anything, and I'm going to go eat there. He 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 has the Midas he, touch. I mean, so so I went to Marcel the other night. Yeah. Um, and then I went down to uh, uh, the Optimist with my parents. I mean, just amazing meals. He's he's killing it, and and, killing and also it. just happens to be one of the nicest guys yeah. you'll ever meet. Very um, good dude. Very good. So dude. the another another one is, and this is a multi year. I believe it's sixteen, seventeen years in. It's called an afternoon in the country. And I've heard of that one. In, and it's an annual fundraiser. There's a chapter. Here in Atlanta, of and I'm going to butcher the French, but it's La Dame Escoffier International, which is a, that, a this pres- is a kind of pricey one though. It's isn't a little it? pricey. Yeah. It's a prestigious organization of leading women in culinary and beverage, you know, hospitality, and they do one every fall. Um, and it used to be out at Serenby, and they moved it to a new location. 
um, last year. I didn't make it, but this is the festival where – oh, it's at the Fox Hall Resort and Sporting Club. Oh, wow. This is the festival where – Ford Fry goes. Yeah, the and chefs cooks. all go there. Kevin Rathbun goes. Yeah. Annie Quatrano goes. Like the, the premier guys go out. They love this festival. It feels like you're in the middle of the country and they all get there and they really step up and cook. So when that comes around, I'll be talking about that on Atlanta Living and putting out when I get a date on that. That's one of my favorite ones. And um, there's also the Atlanta Beltline. This isn't necessarily a food centric one, but the Atlanta Beltline Lantern Parade. Do you know about that? No. So, I, I don't want anything. I don't know anything about the bet line. The, I don't want to know anything about. Oh, it. that's right. You think it's, um, um, it's it's a sidewalk. You think it's a sidewalk, yeah, and I'm I not. and I counter that with the um, the High Line in Manhattan is yeah, just a uh, it's just it's yeah. just an old train track. I agree. Um, we wrapping up with David okay. Danzig from Bites and Sites. Folks want to get in touch with you. Uh, follow you on social. Where can we where can we do that? My handle stuff? is Bites and Sites, which is B I T E S, the letter N S I T E S. Bites and Sites and Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And that's my website as well, bitesandsights.net. Are you excited about the uh, Taco Bell nacho cheese fries that are about to be launched? You know, um, <laughs> I'm going to leave that to uh, Johnny Kilbasa and your uh, your uh, lowbrow uh, food <laughs> critics. Uh, I'm going to stay a little above board here. All right. David Danzig, as always, thank you, brother. Thank you, Mark. Uh, news, weather, traffic next. Then comedian Steve Byrne in studio. Hang tight. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome, Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Hope you had a uh, solid work week. Hope you have big weekend plans. Uh, if you don't, and I, you're probably not going to the Lobster Fest, which turned out to be a scam. Unbelievable story there. Uh, but if you lost money on the Lobster Fest, I suggest you go to the Punchline and uh, see my next guest on stage. Longtime friend of the show, comedian Steve Burnt. Uh, you you missed the Lobster Fest <laughs> what deal. What happened? Yeah. It's such, a, it's such a crazy thing. So I, I'm assuming you're on Facebook like everyone else on the world, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm a human being, yes. So like four, <laughs> four months ago, uh, I get forwarded from like eight of my friends like, Main Lobster Fest coming to Atlanta, July 29th, downtown. It's going to be amazing, blah, blah, blah. Like, because everyone knows I'm a seafood freak. Yeah, so fresh imported lobster yeah. from Maine, I assume. They said 10,000 okay. pounds of lobster. Wow. VIP tickets, 100 bucks. You get a lobster buffet, all you can drink. And Atlanta's a big festival town, yeah. right? So I was like, this is awesome. Um, luckily, I'm a procrastinator, and I yeah. didn't buy my tickets. Turned out to be a total scam. No. Some maybe Russian troll yeah. just made this fake event. People bought all these tickets. Oh. And there's, like, the, the address he gave um, is, like, an office building in downtown Atlanta. So that should have been your first. Yeah. yeah. Well, luckily I didn't buy it, but some woman called the, our, our TV station upstairs and was like, hey, uh, the Lobster Fest is Saturday. I don't know my tickets yet. Can you check into it? And it was... It's just a scam. Wow, yeah. that sucks. I know. So all these people show up at like Best Buy, and it's like, wait, <laughs> yeah. what's going on here? It's <laughs> the lobster. Oh. So if you got taken for that, um, Jamie Bendel, the punchline says, uh, use promo code LobsterFest, and you'll get <laughs> you'll get ten percent off your so tickets funny. to see uh, to see Steve. Welcome back to the show, man. How have you been? Good, good, great. I yeah, everything's great. I it, it's always great to be back here, and it's you know uh, this gig's pretty cool. It's like you know it's uh. It reminds me of like those gigs that uh, that that survived in the '80s, and you know, it, much like the punchlines history, I, yeah. I guess. But uh, but yeah, I think it's such a great gig. Yeah, uh, being a stand-up comedian. That's being the gig. a stand-up comedian is great, but the gig itself is pretty fun too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's interesting because you think about all the careers that no longer exist. Um, telephone book salesman. My um, father type, worked for the Yellow Pages. There you go. Yeah. Typewriter repair. Like so. So, TV uh, VCR repair. Repair, yeah. yeah. So the stand-up comedian is pretty much technology-proof, right? I mean... Yeah, you know, this sounds weird. This is going to sound 
uh, might sound depressing. Okay. But I was a struggling comic in New York City uh, September 11th. Mm-hmm. Okay. So obviously the events unfold on the 11th of September. The nation's horrified. We're all confused. And then there's self-preservation that comes into play too because myself and a bunch of other young comedians are thinking we're out of work. Yeah. I mean, no who's coming to, to a comedy club where yeah. you can smell the burning sure. buildings downtown? Uh, nobody's coming. And uh, I think about six to seven days later, I think the Comedy Cellar was maybe the first club to open back up. Mm-hmm. The cellar opened up, and they were packed. And I think New Yorkers especially just needed, you know, a, a, a dose of like, I, I don't know, maybe like to feel normal again, at least for a moment, yeah. to laugh again. And once that happened, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm always okay. going to have a job. Yeah, I, I, I know it sounds weird, but it was you just can't like if, automate comedy. You know, there's no yeah. artificial intelligence that's going to come up with a good 15 minutes. You know, there's, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I, I haven't. I've yet to see Watson or Siri yeah. perform at the comedy store. So yeah, I think. But I, in radio, we'll see, okay. radio is vastly different now. So, um, I mean, you really back when I first started in '96, you had to have a body on the board and on the air. 24 hours a day. Now it's all automated. You know, you you look at FM music stations, uh, especially in smaller markets, there might not be a live person. It's all automated. The computer just playing the the music. Yeah, I I think that's that's why you're seeing an uprising and maybe a podcast because I think the the heads of these corporations are, you know— Making things the, the talent so broad and appealing to everybody, thinking, but but people really want a sense of community. People want to feel Agreed. like they're tapped into the weather and the traffic. They yeah. want to know what's going on. So I think that was a big mistake in terms of the big media conglomerates. But now they're, they're paying they're the price. starting to come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Byrne in studio. He's at the Punchline this weekend. Shows tonight and tomorrow. Tickets available online at punchline.com. I'm and huge... we could discuss more about the landscape of radio <laughs> at my shows after <laughs> exactly. you've had lobster. Yeah. Exactly. Enjoy your lobster. Um, we, we talked off the air. Yep. I'm a, and listeners to the show know I'm a big fan of documentaries. Like, that is all I watch. My favorite I, genre, too, yeah. I love them. American Experience. You ever watch those on PBS? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got, like, 90 of them on my, on my DVR. Like, yep. that's my whole DVR. And we were talking, and, and ironically enough, you are working or have been working on a documentary. Tell us about it. Yeah, I've been working on a documentary. So, uh, a few years ago, The Amazing Jonathan. You know, he's one of the first guys that was, when Comedy Central was new, Yes, his special was on constantly, right? He was a Vegas headliner for many years. Uh, Hilarious. Dude. National headliner. Great, great guy. And, and and he's a comic magician where his magic tricks failed, but they worked at the end. And yeah. just, just a very great- Very physical, too. I remember him being very- Very physical, yeah. very dark, yeah. um, but very aggressive. Uh, Unlike the elegance that you would assume comes with magic, sure. right? So three or four years ago, he gets a, a terminal diagnosis that he's got a year to live. And he stops. He gives up comedy. And then he decides, well, you know, I'm just waiting to die. I might as well get out there and perform. So about three and a half years later, he decided, okay, I'm going to perform. I'm going to do three shows on the East Coast, see how they go. And the minute I heard about it, I, I, I'm friends with Jonathan. I know him, and I'm like, Somebody should make a doc about this because you, it's a great entry into learning about his legacy. And then I just thought, well, nobody else is going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I grabbed some cameras, and my friend and I just made a documentary. And so we just submitted it to a bunch of festivals. And while Jonathan is the face of it, the real heart and foundation of the story is Jonathan befriended a 12-year-old kid in Australia mm-hmm. who was obsessed with magic and Jonathan. And 
And this unorthodox relationship blossomed and this kid ended up working for Jonathan and touring manager wow. and then ended up becoming a stand-up comic himself. How old is the kid now? Well, he's in his 30s now. Oh, okay. I was like, so, yeah. at 12 years old, he's a tour manager. That's so, fantastic. Uh, this kid, is Joel Osborne, is actually working with me this weekend and he is the heart and soul of the, of the documentary. Now, I know you have a lot of background in television and yeah. a lot of experience, but filmmaking, is that, was that, do you have that toolbox? I don't have that toolbox, okay. <laughs> um, but I had written a screenplay. Once Sullivan and Son got canceled, I had some downtime, and I made an hour special, and I thought, you know, I'm somebody that nobody's ever banged down my door, so I've always got to create my own vehicle. Sure. So I wrote a screenplay about my early years in stand-up, and I think everybody can relate to maybe this feature in terms of everybody has that moment where it's like, am I going to pursue my bliss or go the safe route yeah, and probably a, end up in a cubicle? Become and, a dentist or... Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so I just thought that's that's really the crux of it. So I wrote this screenplay and uh, Vince Vaughn, a good friend of mine, read it and he's like, this is great. You did a great job. Let's work on it a bit more. So we, we spent the last two years working on the script, getting it in shape and learn that we're going to make this. So I'm going to direct it in, in May. And, you know, there was also the moment was like, do you want to be in it? Do you want to be the lead? I'm like, if I'm directing, I might as I I, I want to get this right. I, yeah. I, I don't want a full plate. So, yeah. yeah. So so what's the, what's where are you going to be shooting? What's the deal with that? Going to film in Los Angeles. Okay. We're starting to cast it now. Um, it's very exciting. It's very, it, it also is very telling about Hollywood and how kind of messed up it is that like, I remember when I got Sullivan and Son, I wrote a script about, you know, a bar in Pittsburgh and never written anything, never been on television, never really had anything more than four or five lines yeah. ever. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now you're you in charge. Yeah. I, I'm casting a show. And they're like, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know. Because I know if I was auditioning, I wouldn't get the part. Yeah. So why am I <laughs> judging? I have no idea what I'm doing, guys. But But I think the great moral of that story is you can't wait for the big break to come to you. You have to go out there and make your own breaks. Yes. You can have the best manager in the world, the best agent, but no one's going to care about your career more than you, yeah. and no one's going to give you the opportunities you want more than you, so why not create your own opportunities? And I just thought, I may not know how to direct a great film. I may not know a thousand different stories, which is the best one, but I definitely know this story, and I definitely know the vision for the comedy story. drama romantic what i, I think it's at? a little bit of both. I, yeah. th I think it's definitely going to skew more co comedic but it's definitely going to be more of an indie it's certainly not like a kevin james or adam sandler broad gotcha you know film gotcha uh, more on the lines of like swingers or made or sure. juno something like that do yeah. we uh do we have a title yet do we know what's going on the title right now is called the opening act okay about this kid who's the opening act but it's also the opening act to his life really i'm hooked uh, i yeah. love it i so love we'll it we'll see what happens so um nepotism here my brother's an actor on the west coast so if you need yep. anything he'll <laughs> okay. he'll he'll work for scale or whatever sounds good so he's so things really are going talented well kid yeah really talented kid he, he's yeah. very very good how old is he um 37 okay he's actually in a kevin james movie now okay. that you mentioned a broad comedy like kevin oh that's james. great yeah so he's solid he's so, working yeah yeah so just hook me up that you awesome. got it you got it sounds good um steve Byrne in studio he's at the punchline this weekend tickets available online at punchline dot com uh vince vince vaughn you mentioned casually that you're his friend how did that come about uh years ago when i kind of first moved to los angeles i'd done seven or eight years in new york city working at the comedy cellar and all the clubs there uh i moved to la and got to know Ahmed Ahmed, who's great friends with Ahmed, uh, with uh vince and vince had just done the wild west comedy show documentary about mm -hmm. four comics That's traveling right. and everything so they did some follow-up shows and one of the guys got sick and vince said to Ahmed, hey who's somebody else at the store that the 
could do this. And Ahmed goes, oh, Burn would be great. So I remember they, they the first show I ever did, the first time I ever meet the guy is uh, Vegas. We're at the, uh, I don't know, some massive theater, Mandalay Bay. Okay. And at the time he was dating Jennifer Aniston. And she's in the front row, and there's all these important people there. And, you know, Vince is somebody I grew up watching. You know, I'm I'm, I'm in college. I'm watching Swingers every night before we go out drinking. So definitely nervous. And they put me up first because I'm the new guy. And Vince literally came out. I don't think he did much of anything other than, hey, welcome to the show. We're going to start off with the first comic. I'm like, oh, my God, this is it? So I just go right into it. And it was one of those shows, thank God, Things went so well. I had, I had performed in front of 2,500 people doing another show in Vegas, so I was used to it. I knew how to manipulate the crowd and get them energized. Standing ovation. Wow. And that was like, oh, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> you yeah. come on stage and Vince right there. He's like, wow, great job. And next thing I know, two weeks later, me, him, and Ahmed are in Costa Rica uh, on what? quads, drinking, and having a great time. What a and cool story. Ever since then, we've been best pals. Yeah. I want to tell you, I want to ask you a question about that story. I sure. want to tell you my Vince Vaughn story. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. When we come back. Steve Byrne uh, in studio is at the Punchline this weekend. Tickets tonight and tomorrow uh, available. Tickets available at punchline.com. Promo code LOBSTERFEST. Just punch <laughs> it in there, see what happens. You might get a discount, you might not. Yeah. But you can get lobster at the Punchline now. You can. Yes, because of that huge diner menu. They have can, everything. Yes, you it's can get lobster tails. Like, if you ever went to the Cheesecake Factory and thought, oh, my God, we're never going <laughs> to fa- decide what we I mean, go to this diner. Yeah, it's um, unbelievable. Landmark yeah. Diner and Bucket. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show in studio. Comedian Steve Byrne. He's at the Punchline this weekend. Tickets online at punchline.com. All right, Vince Vaughn, you yes. become instant friends. As his friend... <laughs> what? How does the approach go that you have this screenplay? Do you, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you approach him and say, how does he become involved in this? Well, I, I, look, he's somebody I, I always try to partition and make sure, you know, I, I never want to mix business with my f- personal exactly. friendships. And I don't want to overextend yeah. myself and go, hey, you know, I got this. Everybody's got a script, of course. But he's somebody that's always been super supportive mm-hmm. as a friend, like, Create, write, do things, you know, um, and, and I'll be supportive of you. And and I'd written a, a feature maybe like uh, five years ago, and it was, you know, it was very broad. Yeah. And Vince is just like, you know, this just isn't my cup of tea, but good luck with it. Yeah. And so he's honest with you. Very yeah. honest. Very. He was, by the way, brutally, <laughs> brutally honest. honest. Yeah. <laughs> brutally honest. So then the second one came around. I'm, he's like, what have you been working on? I said, ah, I've been working on this thing. He's like, well, send it to me. I'll read it. Wow. And he read it and called me back. Pretty much immediately, and it was just like, "This is great. You got some good bones here. Let's uh, let's develop this together." And he's very hands-on. I like. I I literally wish, and it, it's not just show business. He's one of those guys that has disseminated almost like like the life code in terms of like. Mm-hmm. There's certain people that know how to achieve, and yeah. I'm I'm very goal oriented, and I've always been. I've never seen anybody do it like him, and he's just a a wonderful guy in terms of. I wish everybody had a friend like him. Yeah, no doubt. Because he helps you accelerate in life. He he has this tunnel vision, and and when somebody's a you know a list movie star for twenty years, it's like you got to listen to that person. Yeah. They, they probably know what they're doing, and and he's he's just been a great friend. Very I'm glad that, very... to hear that it went down that way because I, I would imagine that's a tough dynamic. Just being in your shoes, like I have the script, and I'm friends with Vince Vaughn, but you know how? To, but he, you know, the fact that he was. Uh, active in your your writing career. It was like, what do you got? Send me something. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, he's one cool. of those guys that, that that's very invested in, in, in being friends and, of course, want to be supportive, but also, like, somebody that's like, 
you know, I'm writing this. Would you take a look? Or, yeah. you know, it just it, it's a great friendship. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Real quick, I met him uh, a few years back. He was filming the internship here in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm friends with Asif Manvi's cousin. So we went down to the uh, the studio, the whatever the heck it was, this warehouse. Yeah. And I'm I'm starstruck. I mean, Vince Vaughn Swingers, exactly yeah. like me playing hockey while watching Swingers. By on. the way, not as fun in real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because exactly. I we play NHL all the time, and I was playing with him and just trashing me. And 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 when we were first sitting down, I mean, this has been years of of NHL. He's yeah. always the Blackhawks on the Penguins and. Those two nice teams rivalry. have each won three cups, so thank God. Yeah. But I mean, just <laughs> when you're when you're playing hockey with Vince Vaughn, you're thinking, "Oh my God, this is swingers. This is kind of cool." Yeah. Within five minutes, that's gone because you're like, "This guy is eviscerating me verbally, <laughs> and it is not fun at all, and it's vicious." You, you've I didn't mean to interrupt your story. No, but I a... play that scene with him over and over till three or four in the morning. I would morning. love to it's get my awful. ass kicked. Yeah. But, but what happened? I'm get... sorry. No, so I'm just there. I mean, I'm literally starstruck. I'm I'm dead silent. He's uh, Asif introduces him to the. Uh, his cousin and I'm just standing there and Vince sees that like I, I'm there and yeah. no one's like including me. So he's like, Hey man, I'm Vince. What's your name? Nice to meet you. Yeah. And I'm like, Mark, like I'm like <laughs> Vince Vaughn just introduced himself to me. It was, he was just a nice guy. That's and, very, you know, that that's him in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, he's just a, he's, he's a great guy. He's a really, really great guy. And I think in the culture of, of Hollywood or, or Los Angeles and look, I'm a guy that had a, you know, I was a stand-up comic. I still am a stand-up yeah. comic, and this is a guy that could call up a million A-list friends. But he he'll he'll call me all the time and just like, hey, how you doing? How's the road? Tell me about it. And and just That's like, very cool. you're on a movie set with yeah. Mel Gibson. Shouldn't you be telling me a thousand stories? But he's very interested. If you ever need a fourth for Costa Rica, I'm I'm, I'm there. Uh, Steve's at the punchline this weekend. Tell us where we can find you, social media, and and all about your career. Everything is at Steve Byrne Live, and um, yeah, I'll be announcing stuff soon about the amazing Jonathan Doc, which um, I, I I would love to get your take on. I'd love I'm to excited know what you think about, about that. It. Yeah, I mean, I love documentaries and amazing Jonathan. So he's great. Yeah, Good it's stuff. a great one. Great to see you, brother. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for always being so kind to have me. Anytime. News, weather, traffic. Next, this is the Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.